welcome. Today is June 8th, 2020. My name is Terry, and I wanted to talk to you tonight about social bias and healthcare discrimination. I'll make it fast since it's only been 401 years since this has been in play, and I'm certain for the most part, if you are inclined to be upset about this topic, you may want to go ahead and lock off. I am speaking out because I don't want anyone else to define my personal narrative, and I wanted all those who choose to um, click on my podcast know where I stand and who I advocate for. My heart posture is working on resolutions within what's uncomfortable to my own mind and accepting disagreements with those who are close to me. I believe I've lost about 10 or 12 followers and I've gained about 20 or so followers. So it's kind of evened out. I try to talk about things that are um, imperative to know within the healthcare field and the community. And sometimes I need to talk about things that are imperative for my health and just being able to verbalize what I feel is important to me. And it is a part of my self-care, which in turn is why I started the podcast in the first place. Um, it doesn't matter um, to me what your race is. I feel that anyone that can um, watch what happens to uh, a human being in the form of a death or if you could um, sit there and watch somebody die before your eyes being murdered or being mistreated um there's something just so um that there's something that needs justice behind it uh, uh please excuse me i am trying to watch again <laughs> what i say because so many people have used um other people's words out of context and by no means am i justifying um riots or violent retaliations as a matter of fact fact i am against a rioting and destruction um i am a believer i am a christian and um i do not believe that killing stealing destroying anything is of god um, vengeance is the Lord's. He said so himself. And um, I'll continue to pray for healing for um, those particular communities and um, within myself, my friends, and my family. Now, where I live, there is there has been some uh, civil unrest. Um, however, in my current um, street, town, um, we have been uh, fairly calm here. Uh, I have not seen or heard 
um, any protest in my particular town. However, the capital and in, in the state where, where I live, um, they have been protests and there have been some damage and I do not condone that at all. I feel like you should be able to express yourself without harming uh, others or um, their property or personal property. Um, you know, and in all of this, I feel like we all need to um, find what makes us comfortable, what makes us uncomfortable, and deal with those issues um, as private as we can, and then um, find a calm way to um, speak up, speak out. And um, for the most part, I have just been sharing social media posts that I personally believe in. Um, nothing that would invoke violence or um, incite hate because that is not who I am. Um, justice is what this whole fight is about. Um, justice is what I believe the protest is about that has been going around in all 50 states in 18 plus 18 countries um and for no other reason that i am on this podcast um so i'm sure that others have spoken up about nursing health in their community however i personally don't follow too many um health related um, podcasts for one i don't want them to be influenced by their opinions and for another i don't want to be accused of um taking any parts of their content when i am um on my podcast i do specifically cite what i read and for the most part i take notes because i'm a talker i'm a teacher and if i don't do my notes as you uh, clearly heard me flipping the pages then I can be on here all night talking to you guys about nothing. Again, my mission is to provide public information and um, those who value my voice um, to for those who value my voice to understand health related issues. Like I said before, I don't agree with the riots um, that are done by any side of the anger. Okay. Um, like I, I, I'm just here to be productive and to provide information. Um, I believe that I have something to contribute and to communicate with others without the pressure to conform and without the pressure to be politically correct as someone who wants to integrate into online learning. It's imperative to have, um, you know, just um, positivity and just being positive in your um, approach when you're trying to get people to listen. I know um, there's a whole mood of anger going on throughout this country, throughout our nation, and um, I feel it at times, but I am controlled in what my mission is my mission is not to damage other people's reputation their property 
or um, anything else. My mission is to provide education, get the information out there in regards to our personal history as a race and to um, uh, uh, just inform the general public about what they can do to um, become healthier and uh, more knowledgeable about what's going on in and around our healthcare systems. So with that being said, um, I wanted to read a article that was written by a Janice A. Sabin, who is a PhD. Um, she wrote this article January 6, 2020. So this was before the George Floyd um, killing. Um, and um, she wrote this article on the AAMC um, website. And the article reads, I'm, I'm going to read it, the article and um, just remember that what I'm reading, uh, Janice A. Sabin wrote. So I don't want to say quote unquote on everything. I'm just reading the article, okay? So I don't really know how this goes, but I am quoting her. And you can find this article in, um, in it's uh, at aamc.org forward slash news dash insights forward slash how we fail black patients in pain so that is technically what i'm going to be talking about but i wanted to preface it with um some um disclaimers and just to kind of let you know where i'm going with this in regards to my heart posture and what i'm doing to educate the community so the name, name of the article is How We Fail Black Patients in Pain, and it's written by Janice A. Sabin, and it's, it reads, Half of white medical trainees believe such myths as black people have thicker skin or less sensitive nerve endings than white people. An expert looks at how false notions and hidden biases fuel inadequate treatment of minorities in pain. And so, um, these disturbing beliefs are not long forgotten 19th century relics. They are notions harbored by far too many medical students and residents as recently as 2016. In fact, half of the trainees surveyed um, held one or more of such false beliefs, according to a study published in the Proceedings of National Academies of Science. Um, I find it shocking that 40% of first and second year medical students endorse the belief that black people's skin is thicker than white people. What's more, False ideas about that black people's experience of pain can lead to worsome, worsome treatment disparities. In 2016 study, for, uh, for example, trainees who believe that black people are not as sensitive to pain as white people were less likely to treat black people's pain appropriately. And so basically, this article is about the racial and ethnic disparities and pain treatment and um, that are uh, subconscious and um, 
conscious to some degree, but however, healthcare providers are being taught that black people don't feel pain. Instead, inequities uh, are um, like the doctors are not providing adequate pain medication. And I just wanted to, I, I, I decided I was going to read this whole article, but I just decided to change the tone here because um, I was thinking of some of the incidents that um, I, I've experienced myself as well as the patients that I have taken care of. And um, I could uh, tell you a few stories in regards to um, instances where um, the pain medicine was not provided to um, patients in a timely fashion. And so um, I did have one particular patient whom, um, this was years ago, and I'm not going to say the facility, so um, whom um, uh, was, who came to the hospital with um, pancreatitis, and um, they were in severe pain. And gen- generally, when a patient has pancreatitis, they uh, don't eat anything for a couple days, and um, uh, they are provided with what we call a um, PCA pump, which is a patient control uh, anesthesia pump. And they can press this pump as they feel the pain and it will give them a little bit of medicine at a time. Usually within, you know, every 10 or every 15 minutes, depending on the settings. And so in this particular case, the patient came in he was um, crying. He was uh, screaming out. He was in severe pain. And the doctor would not give him anything for pain. And um, I asked her several times. And um, it just it really, really broke my heart. Because as a nurse, I can't prescribe the pain medicine. Um, however, I found out what I could do by... Um, telling this information to my manager and and they um, um, they informed me or suggested that I called the doctor's a boss who uh, was the attending physician and um, and that attending came down to assess the patient well upon assessment uh, the, atten- the attending had uh, brought me into the office as well as the resident and asked uh, the resident what was the issue and why hadn't she complied with or assessed the patient or provided pain medicine for this particular patient who happened to be an African-American man. And um, the uh, resident simply said... Um, that she was just blowing me off. She said I was just blowing her off. And um, so I don't really know what happened to the resident after I left the office. However, I do know that that patient got orders for pain medicine, but he had suffered for maybe like nine to 10 hours um, before the um, attending wrote those orders. And um, to a fault of my own, I suppose I could have um, 
spoken up earlier, but I assumed that as I was uh, speaking to the attending, I mean the resident, that she was going to go ahead and write those orders because although she was blowing me off, she was not rude to me. She was just not uh, moving um, for fast enough for the patient to get relief. And so um, that's just one instance that I had to deal with throughout my years in nursing and um, just, you know, not really understanding what was going on. And uh, and so then I had a one another incident where I had a 90 year old patient who um, had a colostomy placed because he had cancer in his colon and so half of his colon was removed and um uh, he had a, a what we call a colon resection and um he had a bag placed on the front of his um abdomen which um is namely a colostomy and um he was sutured he was also he was stapled and um he had had the surgery the night before he was my patient well (laughs) this this guy was the most beautiful black man i've ever seen in my life i'm sorry but um he was he was 90 something years old and um, he was sitting on the side of the bed, and he too was in tears. And I asked him what was wrong, and he told me that he was in so much pain that he could not even sleep the night before. And upon checking his chart, I realized that he only had one single 325 milligrams of Tylenol. However, his roommate had a tooth abscess, no surgery. He just came in for a tooth abscess, and he had uh, he was afforded um, who this his roommate was a Caucasian. He was afforded two milligrams of morphine every four hours for tooth abscess. But the other guy, um, the African American patient, he had had surgery, and he was given a Tylenol. So, and actually, the two patients belonged to the same doctor. And, of course, me. So I I asked the physician, um, I told the physician that the patient was in pain and that he hadn't had any sleep because he was in extreme pain and if there was something that he could do for him. Well, the physician looked at me and simply said, that patient is 90-something years old and he's only going to get Tylenol. And so I... That upset me, and um, it probably would have upset you too, because if that was your grandpa or, or grandma or whoever the case may be, you would want them to have some type of pain relief. And so I left out of uh, the physician's office, and I thought about it for a few minutes, and I went back, and I told that doctor that that patient was going to called channel you know the news and was going to call the senate and whoever he could to um get the relief that he needed because he was being treated unfairly and um as soon as i told the doctor that he went ahead and gave the patient 
um, some morphine, uh, a baby dose of morphine to be exact. I think it was something like 0.5. Either way, he did get some form of relief or whatever. But these are the kind of incidents that I've dealt with in over 20 years. And to be honest with you, I always thought something of a race, but then I always attributed it to the doctors just being a butthole or just not even giving a damn and um, not really, really saying, oh, this is racist, but just that they were just bad doctors. But, you know, as I have to sit here and think about all that is going on here in this world and what's the recent events that has played out with all the civil unrest and just the blatant um, comments that are um, following the our, our um, rights for justice. Um, I do have to realize that everyone um, is not um, on the same page, nor um, accepting of a culture that has lived within um, this country for over 400 years. And so, um, with that being said, I implore everybody within the sound of my voice to check out what is called an implicit association test. And it's I as in Isaac, A as in Apple, T as in Tom, IAT test. This test is a test that addresses the biases that we all feel and that we all need to recognize. Um, It is the only one tool that will help us explore um, the implicit biases that we have within ourselves. The the it's it it really is a valuable exercise in self awareness and humility uh, of who we are as a people, as individuals, and it actually provokes your thoughtfulness. It. Um, encourages you to self-examine and um, it will help you educate those around you to um, understand um, why you believe what you believe or um, the message that you're sending within your own cultural uh, bias. I don't know if that makes sense to you, so I'm just going to break it down. This IET test, IAT test, is a test that lets you know whether you prefer blacks over whites or whether you prefer whites over blacks. It also lets you know whether you prefer Baptists over um, Catholics. And so when you when you go to the implicit association test, it uh, has they there are uh, subjects. 
And you can click on either one of those subjects and start those tests. And it takes about 10 to 15 minutes. And at the end of that, it will let you know what percentage of um, what your preference according to how you took that test. And what percentage of people who are like you agreed with you. And so I took this test as a black woman and um, I'm I'm going to share my results with you. And my results was that I prefer white over black. I love my black people. I have black children. But according to this test, my eyes, my subconscious prefers white people over blacks. And I was not shocked, but I was because I'm really, uh, I really, as a nurse, advocate for health and wellness of all people. And I feel as a Christian that I love all people. Even, you know, my husband is a Caucasian. I do have to um, disclaim that. So maybe that is why the test picked that up. I'm not sure. However, it was eye-opening to have uh, this implicit association test tell me or suggest my subconscious. So I really do uh, implore you to go and check that out. It's just another way to identify biases. I'll try to put the link in my bio if um, I got space and room to do so. Or, of course, I may put it inside of... uh, this actual podcast uh, bio. Um, And I just also wanted to encourage you guys to try to learn and understand as much of the history that you can of your ancestors and how your ancestors related to the African-American culture and uh, the uh, black people in and around their um, communities as they were growing up and things like that a lot of times our grandmothers and our moms won't tell us stories because it feels hurtful it was hurtful at the time so they bury that information and hope that we don't come back to it but we are back to it right now so if you have if you have the ability to address this issue with your parents or your grandparents go to them and ask them what happened when you were younger what was going on with racial um, disparities racial injustices what was going on with with protesters back when you were my age you would be absolutely surprised at the answers and the stories that will come along with those uh, particular questions and so um i uh just wanted to encourage you guys to educate yourself about your culture find out a little bit about other cultures identify your own biases um if you can teach other people those things or share that information with them um And if you are in a place where you have the power 
to control an outcome, try to look at it at all different sides. Um, you know, just evaluate. If, you, if you're an instructor, look at what what's going on in the whole realm of the education that you're providing and or the student is receiving. Um, you know, just try to remove as much of um, your ind- individual discretion as possible and see that space, that opportunity, um, that uh, moment for what it is. And um, especially when it comes to pain, if you are a healthcare worker, a nurse, or um, an EMT, or anybody that is um, controlling um, medicine for other races or any patient, you know, we are taught in nursing school that pain is subjective and it is what the person says it is. And so if a person is saying they can't, they're in pain or they can't breathe, believe them. I mean, it's been so many times where I've had patients of all races say, I can't believe. And the doctor will walk in and say, well, if you say you can't breathe, then you, uh, you can breathe and walk out. And to those patients' um, detriment, they've been they've become ill or uh, more severe, more acute, and end up in a higher a level of care, um, meaning ICUs and things of that nature. So... This is just a whole eye-opening experience, a whole eye-opening way of um, looking at things in a different light. And um, here in my house, there's no issue in regards to white, black, or indifferent. Um, We just a loving type of people. My husband prefer a black woman. I prefer a white man. We have a mixed child. Um, and so that's that. However, um, that puts me in a position to make this podcast. That puts me in a position to um, speak on um, the mission of justice. We, you know, as a black woman, as black people, and I'll just say as all people, I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're black or white. If you're harmed, if someone in your family is harmed, the only thing you want from the uh, the police system or the justice system is justice. You want that person to pay for what they did Um for you know from harming your 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 loved one or yourself and um this whole mission is about justice so i started to do this podcast on one thing i think it turned into another thing i even stopped looking at my notes so i don't really know um how this is gonna come out however i am going to to um to publish it because I believe that we all need to hear each other's voices at this time. Sometimes just talking it out, even if it doesn't make sense to others, helps us heal. 
It helps us look at things differently and it helps us accept a lot of things that we can't change. Um, and so um, I didn't I wanted to take my time to address this issue. I, I wanted to say something. Um, and um, I, I also just wanted to, um, as a voice in healthcare, as an educator in healthcare, as someone who has black children, as someone who is married to a, a white man, a black woman married to a white man, I wanted to say something. I wanted to address this issue. I wanted to, to talk about what I felt deep down in my own shanana, okay? So, thank you if you're here, if you're still here, if you're still listening, for staying to listen to me ramble about my feelings and the things that I've seen and experienced. I've been in at the bedside for 26 years. I couldn't possibly tell you everything that I've seen. However, I do recognize that it is what it is, but I have a responsibility to speak up, stand up, speak up, and advocate for those who um, who who need it. Not just because they're black, not just because they're white, but because they're human. And um, that's really the only race here. And so thank you again. If you have a moment, like I said, um, go check out the IAT test and um, just try to figure out what your um, implicit biases are so that those can be addressed with yourself, your community, your family as well. I appreciate you guys. Thank you all for listening. I know I was a little long-winded. Check out the link in my bio. Please subscribe. Uh, Sponsor if you'd like. Share this information. I'm just here to advocate for those who need it. Um, You know, we ask for three things. Freedom, justice, and a right to live. I mean, you know... It's, God gave it to us, so why can't we have it here on earth? And that's basically all anybody wants. But thank you all again. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.